Welcome to the Minister's Friend podcast with pastor and author Dr. John Kimball. The Minister's Friend is a podcast helping pastors and other church workers navigate the challenges of leading the flock. John has been a church planter, a local church pastor, a seminary professor, and a denominational leader. He coaches and mentors pastors and missionaries around the world. Drawing on over 30 years of experience in local, regional, and national ministry, John and some of his colleagues provide practical guidance on the topics you request. We are so glad you've joined us. And now, here's our host, Pastor John. Thanks, Anna. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Minister's Friend Podcast. I'm really excited about today's episode. We're back talking with Dr. Ken Castor, Professor of Youth Ministries for Crown College in St. Bonifacius, Minnesota, and founder of the Next Ministry Conference, equipping volunteer church youth workers around the country for a greater kingdom impact. Today's segment of our interview is, well, it's an important one, and it may be one that you actually want to listen to more than once. Ken speaks to a primary issue that we must understand if we want to really understand and thereby reach today's young people in evangelism and discipleship. We delve into the realities of living in a post-postmodern world. Ken's going to explain that. But I found his explanation both very challenging and extremely helpful. By the way, this interview was actually recorded several months ago at the beginning of our national COVID-19 shelter-in-place edict, so that's going to help you understand some of the conversation. Get out a notepad. You're going to need it. Join Ken and I as we talk about better connecting with today's Youth for Jesus. Today, I really wanted to have you on the podcast because this year we have an emphasis on reaching youth effectively, um, not just with the gospel, but also discipling them toward maturity. Um, I've had a number of pastors over the last six to eight months that have emailed me, talked to me, some phone calls even, just saying that they're, they're concerned. Uh, most of the churches have some form of youth ministry, but they just don't feel like they're connecting, like they're really making uh, that vital connection with the youth. And so I thought, well, this year, among other things, we're going to kind of have an ongoing focus on effective youth ministry and try and answer some of those questions. And I immediately thought of Ken Castor as as we were planning that back in December. And I'm so glad that you uh, said yes to the invitation. Uh, in, in what ways, just from your experience working with the Next Conference, with uh, working with a lot of folks through Crown and the relationships that you've got, um, in what ways would you say that local churches are typically most lacking when it comes to reaching youth today for Christ? Well, I would say that a lot of churches struggle, John, to know how to involve teenagers hmm. in their church. So what, what roles should these students have? Uh, they're only there for a short time. Mm -hmm. the, the idea is usually that a teenager graduates high school and goes off somewhere. Uh, that doesn't always actually happen. And it's, that's actually happening less than it mm -hmm. used to. And they move back. <laughs> they move back. That's right. They move back into the, their parents' homes. Um, and many of them are stuck in their parents' homes right now uh, during the shelter-in-place scenario yeah. in our country. Uh, but churches don't know what to do with with teenagers. A lot of a lot of people see them still as children in mm -hmm. their church. Uh, a lot of them see them as strange. 
we we talk at Crown. We have a faith development of youth class where we talk about adolescent development, and we mm-hmm. talk about how a lot of people look down on teenagers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, because teenagers are going through so much upheaval and change and trial and error that a lot of people around them don't know what to do with them. Um, they, their body is changing, their mind is changing, their ideas are changing, their, their speech yeah. is changing, their interests are changing, their friends are changing, everything is in upheaval. And so I think churches struggle to know how to have teens involved mm-hmm. in ministry. Churches have a hard enough time knowing how to involve somebody who's in a, a static scenario yeah. in yeah. their life yeah. older on. Uh, so how in the world are we supposed to involve somebody whose whole life is in upheaval? Yeah. I would, I would say that's probably the biggest challenge. So, you know, that, that's actually, that was not the direction I thought we were going to go. And so I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm really glad that you brought that up, but I'm just thinking about all the changes, you know, and I'm, I'm, you know, my next monumental birthday is going to have a six involved in it. And, oh no! Uh, you know, so I'm 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 on the other end of the spectrum, but I'm thinking back to when I was a teenager. I'm thinking back even to when my kids were teenagers. Mm-hmm. The world is extremely different today, even from when my kids were teenagers. I mean, the amount, just the amount of information they have access to through the internet and stuff has has totally changed everything. How do those kinds of things impact? Um, the things that we need to really be paying attention to and connecting with youth on. Well, the church has a phenomenal opportunity, John, uh, for a group of people who are going through intense upheaval of life, mm-hmm. those teenagers, the church can be a stable source of truth mm-hmm. and hope and joy and encouragement. And I don't mean encouragement like the world does where it's, yeah. Oh, I hope you feel better yeah. sort of encouragement yeah. or, or, Hey, let's eat some ice cream and watch Netflix so you can feel better. No encouragement biblically means to put courage in somebody, mm. uh, to be strong and courageous. That's, that's the idea of encourage. Mm. So put the, the courage of the Lord in you and, and only the church as a community is able to provide that. Mm-hmm. for others because of the church's connection to Jesus. So young people need that because you're mm-hmm. right. The times are, the times are changing. The times they are changing, right? Yes. That was probably a popular yes. song when you were a kid. <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So yeah, the students today, we, we say that they are in a post postmodern era. Mm. Mm. So it's like modernism. Well, I hate oh, to interrupt, but define yeah. that because that's yeah. really important. Yeah, modernism would be uh, the the predictable structures of institutions that are going to mm. be successful. So you could you could build a building. Think of it in terms of architecture. You could build a building, and the same floor you could stack on top of the of itself and keep stacking mm-hmm. floors on top and you could build a, an amazing rectangular superstructure. Mm-hmm. Think of the world trade mm-hmm. towers mm-hmm. in New York, you know, the, the yeah. two twin towers. So that was the epitome of modern architecture, powerful mm-hmm. and predictable. Postmodernism says, what if we tweak that? 
what if we took that, we'll take the same foundation, but we'll, but we'll totally uh, take some really old things with some brand new things and we'll, we'll shake it all up. So now we're talking, let's throw the internet in. Mm. Now we're talking Google, Amazon, Apple, it's a new power structure mm -hmm. and it doesn't operate with the same blueprints and frameworks mm -hmm. that the old power structures did. Yep. So now the largest companies in the world are the old modern ones that have the, the old power structures and infrastructures and the new postmodern ones, which are operating differently like Amazon, Apple, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all these things. And they do, they do even their corporate structuring differently and everything. We can go into all that, but, mm -hmm. but now they're battling. Who's going to win? Yeah. Who's going to win out? Amazon wants to control everything. Google, Apple, they want to control everything. But so does the U.S. government. So does any yeah. government. Yeah. So, do, so do the old power structures and financial centers and yeah. banks. And, and so on multiple levels, John, across our world, there's a battle between the old power structures and new power structures. Meanwhile, this next generation, <laughs> some people call them Gen Z, mm -hmm. uh, even Gen Alpha, as we, come, we have to start the alphabet over. Yeah. Uh, the youngest in our world, they're caught in the middle of this battle. And it, it, it's hard to guess who exactly is going to win. And, and these students are trying to learn how to navigate in a post postmodern wow. era. So, and here's, here's the way it plays out. The intensities of, of this battle hit the next generation harder than any other generation. So mm. there's an intense morality today. And yet that intensity is also increasingly immoral. So there's an increasing drive for morality. We've got to stand up for this group of people. We've got to stand up for this group of people. And there's a lot of passion behind it mm -hmm. morally. Mm -hmm. But some of the things that we're standing up for are what prior generations would say are immoral. <laughs> you, know, you see what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So there's yeah. this increasing moral drive, but it's often increasingly uh, nebulous in its morality mm. or, even, or even wrong in its morality. Hmm. Uh, there's an increasing drive to be safe. Hmm. We've got to, we've got to be safe. We've got, we've got to protect our next generation. We've got to shelter them. We've got to make sure there's no harm brought to them. And yet this next generation is more unsafe than perhaps hmm. any generation prior. Yeah. They can be corrupted on a uh, relational level, on a media level. They can be, um, taken advantage of on their phone. They can be uh, just, it's like infiltrated in a myriad of ways. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's mind boggling to even explore that. Mm -hmm. So they're increasingly capable. They can do more. They have more information at their fingertips than any generation prior to that. And yet it seems like they're increasingly incapable. We've mm -hmm. made a joke already about young people needing to move back home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. And so it's like this increasing battle where, where they can do more, they can think more, they can accomplish more. They can write uh, a witty uh, meme. It's mm -hmm. a, called meme culture. That's oh, a picture with words yeah. on it that tell yeah. a story in a witty way. Uh, they could write that in 15 seconds. John, it would take mm -hmm. you and I probably two hours yeah. of 
thorough investigation and, and forethought to try yeah. to put that together. Yeah. <laughs> so their brains are fast and moving quickly, but oftentimes they're, they're missing the developmental process of critical thinking and learning some skill sets, which would ena enable them to have a, a lifelong consistency. Mm. The church is the best stable source of hope, joy, and encouragement for today's youth. Yes. And Ken's explanation of encouragement is so good to put courage into somebody. If there's one thing that our teen generation needs today, it's real biblical courage. Oh, I'm so grateful to Ken for this conversation. As Ken talked about the battle going on between the old modern culture of America and the newer postmodern culture, I found myself applying that information to a lot of things. While our current topic is reaching youth for Christ, can you see how what Ken explains impacts so much of today's world? I mean, just think about what's currently happening in politics. Wow. In order to minister to today's youth, those Ken calls Generation Alpha, we need to understand this battle. The old power structures of our nation and our world wrestling with the new power structures of our nation and our world. We need to understand that today's youth feel caught in the middle of that battle. And in many cases, they don't know how to navigate that space. They're striving to create a foundation morality, safety, technology, media, and more that fits within the upheaval of their lives and is stable enough for them to build upon to fix what they see are the many problems with the other two battling power structures. Wow, when you get that, a lot makes sense. While many people may be fearful or frustrated by this truth, I actually find it exciting. Think about what could happen if the church steps up and pours into this generation so that the solutions they ultimately establish are fully in line with Jesus and his mission. This generation could literally be used of God to change the world and in a really exciting way. Next time, Ken and I talk about how the church can reach and is even reaching today's youth, but that it looks very different than what we're used to, and we have to be okay with that. We'll talk about taking real risks with our young people. That's coming up next time on The Minister's Friend. We are so grateful that you are in our audience. I really mean that. The Minister's Friend podcast exists to help pastors and other church leaders like you lead their congregations well. To that end, we've recently added a very special 12-episode podcast package to the Minister's Friend roster, Your Church and the Law. In it, we address the most significant legal issues facing local churches today with pastor and attorney David Bedanza. It's available on all the major podcast platforms, including both Apple and Android. Subscribe to the Minister's Friend and you will have access to the whole package for free. I'm so glad you were with us for today's episode. I hope you found it as exciting and helpful as I did. Thanks for joining us here on the Minister's Friend Podcast. Let's do this again real soon. You've been listening to the Minister's Friend Podcast with pastor and author John Kimball. Be sure to check out today's show notes for additional tools, resources, and information. If today's episode has been helpful to you, let us know. You can shoot us an email at podcast at johnrkimball.com. 
That's podcast at johnrkimble.com. You can also leave a note on our Facebook page. These are also the best ways to suggest topics for future shows. We want to hear from you. And please tell your friends about us. Until next time, may God bless you and your ministry with great fruit for His kingdom. Bye!